God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. Truth is beauty. Truth is wisdom. Truth is light. Truth is life. Jesus said, For you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Welcome to the Past to Dwell in podcast with your host, Ray Martinez. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me on Paths to Dwell in podcast. I'm the Native Preacher, and my ministry is primarily towards Native Americans here on the Rosebud Reservation in South Central South Dakota. This is where we've been for the last eight and a half years ministering to the people here. And so today I just thought I'd uh, share some scripture with you. We'd go through some uh, scripture and just kind of examine it and see who Jesus Christ is. And so if you have a Bible... You can turn to Mark chapter 10. If not, you can just follow along and I'll read the passages to you. We're looking at Mark chapter 10 and we'll start in verse 46 and read to the end of the chapter. So reading in verse 46, the Bible says, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I want to just bring a a lesson or a message that uh, I wrote a long time ago, but it's called Jesus Stood Still. At least that's the title I gave it. And so let's just offer our prayer. Father in heaven, we just come before you. We recognize our need of you, our dependence on you. Lord, if there's somebody here that's looking for some spiritual truth, I pray the Holy Spirit you'd minister to them. Father, if there's somebody listening that does not know who you are, does not know who Jesus is, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you convict them, that you minister to them, that you'd reveal yourself to them, and that they'd realize their need of you. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for offering yourself for me on the cross, dying for my sin, and giving me hope and allowing me to be born again. And so, Lord, if there's somebody here again that does not know you, may they uh, seek you and understand their need of you during this time. Father, I pray you just bless your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Here in in, uh, Mark chapter 10, we see this story the Bible tells us about a, a blind man named Bartimaeus. The Bible says he sat by the highway side begging. Verse 46 says that Jesus was on the outskirts of Jericho, and a great number of people were there. Of course, wherever Jesus went, people were kind of around him. And so blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was there. He sat by the highway side begging, the Bible tells us. Now, we usually try to understand what we hear through what we know. And we typically think of people on the side of the highway in today's culture, and they're usually holding signs saying, you know, anything will help or will work for food or I'm a veteran, and so, you know, uh, God bless you for helping me. 
And uh, sometimes it's it's completely a legitimate need. I don't want to sound like all those needs are not legitimate, but uh, I was in uh, a certain state over the summer, last summer, summer of 2021, and uh, I met somebody in a Walmart, and we had a, a short conversation, and so I was a little familiar with them because of my interaction with them there in a Walmart. A couple days later, I went to the gym to work out in a neighboring uh, town. And when I was there, I passed uh, the Walmart entrance was next to the gym. And uh, there was that person who was no longer working at Walmart, but they were standing on the side of the, the road there begging. And I just thought it was interesting. You know, maybe Walmart didn't pay enough. I don't know. Maybe they couldn't find a second job. I'm not quite sure. I don't want to sound like I know their motives or their story, but it does certainly seem suspect. Here, blind Bartimaeus is not that type of beggar. I mean, the Bible tells us that he was blind. And so he didn't have, you know, seeing eye dogs and um, all the, the benefits people in today's society and culture have. He was probably left to himself and had to fend for himself. He's probably destitute, probably in great need. Um, but this really is a picture of a sinner without Christ. It pictures what sin does to you. It leaves you on the side of the highway begging. Bartimaeus was begging for the very essentials of his own survival. In Matthew chapter 20, it gives us a sister account or a parallel account and tells us that Bartimaeus was not begging alone. And so we get a little more insight into the story. But regardless of whether he was alone or with somebody else, he was there begging. Proverbs 27, 7 tells us that the full soul loatheth a honeycomb, but to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. And so I just have to think that here's Bartimaeus, and he's pretty desperate. He doesn't have the things he needs. And so he's not looking for some luxurious offering. He's just looking for the basics, the essentials, um, something that would help him survive, get by, probably just for the day. He's not he probably doesn't have some great stockpile hidden away. He probably doesn't have, you know, a backpack on the side of the road that's stuffed full. And, you know, he's got six Gatorade bottles sitting right next to it. He's probably got, you know, just what he has on his person and he's begging. And so that's kind of the introduction of the story. Here's blind Bartimaeus. He's begging. He hears that Jesus walks by and then there's the interaction with him and the crowd and then him and Jesus and so we're just going to take a few moments and, and look at this story and kind of examine it and see, uh, you know, what we can glean from it that might help us. So first, what I want you to see is what he saw. I know what you're thinking. He's blind. He didn't see anything. <laughs> but not all seeing is physical seeing. And so what he saw was that he had a need. He didn't see that with his physical eyes. He, he sensed that. He understood that. It was something that his understanding grasped. Uh, even though he, he couldn't see he needed food, he knew he needed food, right? And so he was able to see some things. That's just the way we, we say it. He was able to see some things, even though he couldn't see physically. He saw the same thing a certain woman saw when she said in Mark chapter 5, verse 28, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. He saw that he had a great need. I mean, his his focus was changed. Here is this man. He's begging on the side of the road. He hears Jesus is coming by. And, and the reality is he's he's now in a moment, forgot about the hunger that caused his belly to rumble. He forgot about maybe the rags he was wearing, maybe the condition of his clothing or the condition of his sandals. Or, I mean, 
you read this story and there's no mention of his his friend that's with him. I mean, it's as if he was so focused on this whole thing. The only thing the Bible wants us to focus on is his interaction with his need. He forgot about the food that would help end his hunger pains or maybe his financial needs. Maybe, you know, he thought about food when he got there and money when he got there, maybe some clothes or a blanket. And all those things were put off. He realized in a moment of time that he had a need that far outweighed his temporary desires. Luke chapter 12, verses 29 through 31. The Bible says, And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. I want you to see his desperation as I reread verses 47 and 48. It says, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now, he didn't just simply say it. He cried out, the Bible says. And many charged him, verse 48, many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 through 5 says this, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, people say, what does God look like? Well, he looks like Jesus. The glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. He sees he has a great need. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you saw that you had a need? I'm not talking about a physical need. I'm not talking about a hunger need or a clothing need or a financial need. When was the last time you saw you had a spiritual need? Have you ever seen that you have a need? You've, you have a need now. And, and your need is Jesus. Your need is a spiritual need. And the only one that can satisfy a spiritual need is a savior. It's the creator. It's God. So what he saw was that he had a need. Then I want you to see how he saw. He saw the same way Moses saw in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 through 27. The Bible says, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He saw with eyes of faith. Uh, chapter 10, verse 52 tells us that. Here's what it says. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. He saw with eyes of faith. We've already talked about how he couldn't see with his physical eyes. He was blind. But he could see with an unseen eye, with, with an eye of faith. He, he trusted, even though he could not see, he trusted that Jesus could help him. He saw something the religious followers didn't see. Now, I read to you uh, this verse a couple times. I'm just going to read it, these two verses again, or I'll just read verse 48 so you can get the context of what I'm saying. It says here, so verse 47, blind Bartimaeus cries out. In verse 48, it says, And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. 
So he saw something. The religious people who were thronging Jesus, they were all, you know, uh, collected around Jesus. He saw something they couldn't see. He saw that Jesus could supply his need. They, they charged him that he should hold his peace in Matthew chapter 20, verse 31. It's the sister account. It says, And the multitude rebuked them because they should hold their peace, but they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Here's what's interesting. Sinners who needed Jesus were overlooked by sinners who had Jesus. Isn't that interesting? Here the religious are too busy following Jesus. I just have to ask myself, how many people do we overlook? I mean, are we too busy? Do we think we're just better? Are we just so content with God's blessing in our own lives that we forget about the people around us? We forget about their spiritual needs? Here's blind Bartimaeus. Jesus is surrounded by people. I mean, and here he's just hearing that Jesus is nearby. I mean, this is the most appropriate place for a beggar to be. A blind man would, the best place for him to be is around a crowd because then it increases his his opportunity to get some uh, help for whatever his needs might be, some food, some some money, some clothing, whatever it is. The more people he's around, the higher his chances are to, to be uh, helped. And so he's around this crowd and he hears that Jesus is coming by. He forgets about everything. He puts off all those needs. He's not even concerned. I mean, we don't even know how hungry he is, how, how well clothed he is, uh, where he's going to sleep for the night. None of that matters anymore. Because he sees that he has a greater need than all those things. I mean, think about how much we worry about our finances, our possessions, our material things. We worry about uh, putting food on the table or having something in the fridge or the freezer. Um, we worry about what we wear. You know, of course, our culture doesn't help. In American culture, everything is, you got you to gotta have fancy clothes and fancy cars and a nice house and all this other stuff that really doesn't even matter. But blind Bartimaeus, he saw that he had a need that was beyond those things. It was a spiritual need. And the way he saw was with eyes of faith. I mean, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so, you know, we have to come to God in faith. We have to believe that he is. So he saw that he had a great need. He saw with eyes of faith. But then lastly, what I want you to, to consider is who he saw. He saw Jesus Verse 49, it says, And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. <laughs> Boy, what a change in the crowd, huh? First they're telling him to hush. And and Jesus, he stands still and commands him to be called. And then the crowd, oh, he wants you. Come, come see what he wants. Verse 50, And he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus. Man, what a beautiful picture. He cast he cast his garment off him. This is a blind beggar. And verse 51, And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. That's who he saw. He saw Jesus. Here's what I love about this passage of scripture. The Bible says, Jesus stood still. Think about this. We're on the outskirts of Jericho. Two blind men are begging. A crowd has assembled. Little did these men know that God was walking nearby. Two blind men cried, and the Bible says, Jesus, he stood still. He stopped. 
Colossians 1.17 says, And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. We're talking about Jesus. I mean, all things consist by him. He is the creator, Colossians 1.15. I mean, through 17 tells us. He is before all things, by him all things consist. And so I have to think about this. Here is the one, the planets are in their rotation. I mean, stars are born and die in in the, the different galaxies. I mean, we think about the seasons as they change. We think about the cold air as it comes in and frost gathers on the ground. And then in the summer, it it dissipates. We think about the regeneration of your your skin cells. We think about your nails growing, of how uh, a baby grows in the womb. I mean, we think about all these things and how all these gravity is a law that cannot be altered. And these things can, they just consist. They consist because he has set these laws in motion. He is the creator of all these things. I think about, um, you know, how creation testifies of who Jesus Christ is. We see how the sun is at, at noon, it's in the, the peak of the sky, and we would say it's alive. And then we would say, you know, as the day goes on, the sun dies. At night, it's buried. In the morning, it's resurrected. This is a picture of the gospel. We think of the seasons. In summer, everything is alive. In the fall, it dies. In winter, it's buried. In spring, it's resurrected again. These are all pictures of the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection. They testify to us who he is. This is no ordinary man standing here. This was the king of kings, the creator of the universe. God in the flesh, the lamb of God, Emmanuel, the light the bread of life, the son of man, our high priest, our mediator, the Lord of lords, the king of glory, the way, the truth, and the life, the open door, the beginning and the end, the shepherd, the counselor, the advocate, the almighty God, the Messiah, the Christ, God's anointed, the Lord, the Alpha and Omega, the AM, the the Amen, the Word, the great I am, the Son of God. This is the Savior. Where this man walked, the brokenhearted were comforted. The captives were set free, the lame were healed, the sick were made well, the deaf could hear, the dead were raised, and the blind received their sight. Jesus said this in Matthew 28, 18, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. This was no ordinary man. The Bible tells us the story of blind Bartimaeus begging on the side of the road. He cried out to Jesus, and Jesus stood still. He stopped. The creator of all things stopped because a man cried out to him. We learn from that story that blind Bartimaeus received his sight. I read that story and I, and I identify with it. One day I was begging on the side of the road. I too was blind. I was blind to my spiritual needs. The Holy Spirit dealt with me. He showed me my need. I saw it. And by faith, I too cried out. And Jesus stood still. He stood still for me. He heard my prayer. He answered my request. He saved my soul. That day I was born again. I've never been the same. Jesus is still standing still for those who call on him. Jesus is still giving blind men their sight. Listen, I want you to consider these truths today and who Jesus is. He's not just some teacher. He's the great I am. He is God in the flesh, John chapter 1, verse 1. I mean, John 10, 30, he said, I and my Father are one. He is God who came for us. He came to save us. The Bible says in Luke 19, 10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Listen, can you see that you have a spiritual need? 
I mean, he came not to call the, the, the righteous, but the sick. I mean, if you can't see that you have a spiritual need, then then it's almost as if your your eyes are, or your mind is blind to these truths. You can't see your need. Listen, the enemy would rather have you blind and wanting. But the Savior, you cry out to him and he'll stand still. He'll hear your request. He'll command that you, that you be get you come to him. <laughs> he came for you. And if you were the only one here, he would have came for you still. Jesus died on the cross, paid for your sin, so that you can be born again. So that you can you can have a new birth, a spiritual birth. You can have a new destination. You can have a new way. You can walk a new road. Please consider these things. Please consider your need. I mean, trust Jesus as your Savior. Recognize that you're a sinner, that you've sinned against God, that you're separated from him because of your sin, and that Jesus came and gave himself that you might be reconciled to God. Would you consider these truths? Would you consider your needs? Would you, like blind Bartimaeus, see with eyes of faith? Would you see Jesus? Would you see that he's willing to stand still for you? I hope this is a blessing to you. Listen, I, I my prayer is that if you don't know Christ today, you'll pray and trust Christ. You'll ask him for forgiveness. You'll ask him to be your savior. You'll trust in him as your only way to heaven. You can't do it on your own. Can't be good enough. I mean, only Jesus can make a way for us to know him, to be saved, to be reconciled to God. Would you trust him today? Thank you for listening to the Past to Dwell in podcast, where we point you to Christ the Savior and remind you that in him are all of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost.